This is TF Wire, Transformers Week in Review, Episode 21, recorded January 2nd, 2006. TF Wire, Transformers Week in Review, TFWire.com. Hello and welcome to the first TF Wire of the new year. I am your host, Jesse slash Matrix Prime. And on this week's show, I'm joined by Awa64. Happy to be here. And we're all by ourselves. Nobody loves us. <laughs> we have absolutely no idea where D-Buster and PTV are, so... And if this gets out a bit late, it's because we had no idea where they were yesterday, either. <laughs> <laughs> so if you guys are listening to this, email us. Or instant message us. Or something. <laughs> Just get in contact. Okay, story number one. Cybertron Starscream, Optimus Prime, and Megatron go on clearance. As posted on the TFW board, Starscream has gone on clearance at Target stores for a varying price of 2248 to 3148 and Optimus Prime and Megatron are on clearance at Meyer stores for 2240 Story number two. E-Hobby has posted new pictures of the upcoming Ultra Magnus repaint of G2, uh, something or other, Optimus Laser Prime. Laser Optimus Prime? Laser Optimus Prime, yeah. The new pictures include trailer and base mode, and if I recall correctly, somewhere else the bio is floating around if you want to check out that. It's very poorly translated and quite entertaining. <laughs> okay, story number three. Beast Wars is back. On TV, that is. That horrible, terrible, shitty network known as G4, which used to show uh, video game programming. And before that, used to show tech TV programming <laughs> before G4 bought them to try to get in airspace. Yes, has begun airing a new programming block called Action Blast, which begins at 8, 8 a.m. Eastern Time during the week. Beast Wars is one of the shows which will be airing on this programming block, and at the current time, there's no concrete schedule on the G4 website, so be on the lookout for that. Story number four, new Cybertron Sky Shadow pics surface at tformers.com. Sky Shadow is a Decepticon repaint of Cybertron Jetfire, and the pictures include him in robot mode and jet mode with accessories. Woohoo! Story number five, Final Galaxy Force episode airs in Japan. The episode, entitled New Journey, aired on New Year's Eve, and screen captures can be found at Remy's World. Story number six, new Cybertron episodes are set to air in January. Matrix 1 of the AllSpark discovered new episode listings at zaptoit.com. The new episodes will begin airing on January 3rd with episode number 27. January 23rd? January 23rd. <laughs> Did I say something else? January 3rd. Oh. Which is tomorrow. Well, that would be nice, too, considering I have to wake up when they're going to be showing them. <laughs> anyway. Okay, story number 7. Optimus Prime ranks as number 34. In a top 50 list of the best robots in the magazine known as Wired, fan favorite Optimus Prime ranked in as number 34, beating out Nintendo's Rob, HAL 9000, and everyone's favorite talking car, Kit, but, fa- but falling to the likes of Astro Boy and R2-D2. Is Kit even a robot? I thought he was Is just he... an artificial intelligence. Eh, it's all the same, okay. I guess. Story number 8. <laughs> it appears, as a rumor that's floating around the internet has shown, that... Takara, or Takara Tomi, whatever you want to call him, has canceled BT-17 Ginrai and BTA-04 Black Convoy. 
They've been sending stuff around to some of the distributors, apparently, who have taken down pre-orders for them, and Hobby Link Japan no longer has them on the website either, and there's no concrete information on any of this. We don't really have any sources. It's kind of hard to find evidence of an absence of something, but <laughs> something so weird's we, going down with that. Are we, are we reporting a rumor here? I think we're reporting a slightly substantiated rumor. Ah. Because it has disappeared from all the pre-order places that I've managed to look up in the short amount of time that I was fact-checking it before I suggested we use it as a story on the episode. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so what did you think about Beast Wars coming back on TV? I think it's pretty cool. I mean, I'm probably not going to watch it because, one, I'm not home at 8 in the morning when they're going to be showing it, but it's cool to have it back on TV, and considering that the time slot said it was Transformers and not Beast Wars when we first heard about it, they may be showing more than just Beast Wars, but if not, it's still pretty cool. I just have to question the idea of G4, one, if they're going for the nostalgia, they'd be better off showing G1. Exactly. And if they're going for uh, maybe, well, maybe not. Beast Wars is getting to the point where you have 17, 18-year-olds who watched it when they were kids, and they could get some audience from that, but it does kind of seem like it's either slightly outside their target audience, no matter which one they'd go for, for nostalgia, and it just kind of seems weird. The network just doesn't really seem to have any focus and seems to be <laughs> throwing things at the wall, trying to see what'll stick to try to keep their ratings up. They're turning into Spike TV. Yeah, pretty much. Which is really a shame, because they killed a bunch of good stuff to turn into Spike TV. Yep. Yeah, well. Anyway, let's see. What else do we want to comment on? Uh, final episode of Galaxy Force. Yeah, I'm way behind on how many episodes of Galaxy Force I've watched, but I'll probably download number 52 and encode it on the video iPod I got for Christmas and start watching those on the bus rides in the morning. Ooh, video iPod. Yep. Watched two episodes of Full Metal Alchemist today on the bus. So does it look pretty good on that? Oh, yeah. You can read the subtitles just fine. Now, video if only we, is surprisingly good. If only we could do a video version of this podcast. I think we've discussed this. It would look like the Brady <laughs> Bunch. <laughs> Unless, of course, Master Collector would like to have us at BotCon this year and wink, have wink. us do a live version of the show. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, say no more. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. It is a pretty so, cool thing, though. What were we going to say? Uh... I have no idea. My mind just went blank. (laughs) Anyway, as far as uh, Optimus Prime ranking number 34 in the Wired Magazine Top 50 list, it seemed like stuff was on there chosen at half... The stuff on there was chosen haphazardly. I mean, the number ones and number 50s seemed just about interchangeable. But the majority of them were actually real robots, though. Yeah, a good number of them were real robots, and only a few were pop culture figures. But uh, every once in a while, there was one you could consider both. But number 34? Uh, you should rank a little bit higher than that. Eh. It's people who are more technology geeks than pop culture geeks looking at it, so... I guess. Eh. Though R2-D2 ranked pretty high. Also true. <laughs> Again, Boy. even the people here have, I mean, even Transformers fans have to admit Star Wars is a far more impactful cultural phenomenon than, uh... That's true. And as far as Astro Boy goes... It was number two. Astro Boy was a pretty big influence on Japanese culture. 
Okay, let's move on to... <laughs> I know the... nothing about Astro Boy, so... Okay. You're, you're all alone on that. Anyway. So, do we want to <laughs> move on to... Uh, one of the other things I got for Christmas was uh, Binaltech Battle Ravage. Not Binaltech, Alternator's Battle Ravage. Ooh. Anyway, I guess I might as well review them here, because that's kind of, <laughs> I guess, the point of this segment. Because we're floundering? Is that, wh- is that why? I don't know. <laughs> If you want to say we're floundering, that's fine too, but anyway. Yep. Got him for Christmas, I opened him up, and... Well, in the past I was hoping that I'd like him better than Trax because of uh, him not being made of metal and me not having to be trying to transform him with tweezers to avoid chipping the paint. <laughs> I am really just as unimpressed with him as I am with Trax. Oh, you don't like it? No. I <laughs> Why really not? Don't. The way the kibble rests on him and the way his legs are designed, it's really hard for him to stand. The robot, I mean, the vehicle mode is just about all black with one hint of red and a few details on the front and back. Uh, While I like, I kind of like the head, the one cool feature about it is really just about impossible to notice unless you know about it in advance. And basically, it's underarticulated, it's not as fun to transform as the other... Alternators have been in the line, and the one thing that's bugged me even before I got it, it really should not have been Ravage. Why I not? Mean, because they have Ford and Mazda and the entire Ford umbrella on board. Ford owns Jaguar. Battle Ravage should have been a Jaguar <laughs> convertible. Maybe that was too expensive. Uh, if you say so, but... I mean, we got Mustangs and stuff too, and those are. Yeah, but maybe they only have maybe they only have uh, Ford as part of the licensing. They also have Mazda, and Mazda is owned by Ford. Oh yeah, that's true. Well, maybe they only have Ford and Mazda then. It could be. But I do agree; it would have been better if it was Jaguar. Though the things I do like about it, having the missiles up top, actually are a pretty decent way to pay homage to the uh, missile launchers the original G1 toy had. And if you take a look at the wheels, the uh, hubs they chose for them, and the brake pads that you can see in between them are a little bit evocative of uh, what the whatchamacallit spinnery things that used to be on cassette tapes where the uh, grips on the cassette player would actually spin the tape around. Which actually kind of helps to make it a bit of a better homage, but it's not enough to make me recommend the toy. So going back to the head, what what didn't you like about it? Just the fact that it's a beast head on a robot mode? Nah, body? I like the head. It's just that it looks it out has, of place. It looks a bit out of place. It has no neck. <laughs> so I can't have him looking up or anything like that, which would have been really easy to do considering how the design is on this thing. It would have been really nice to have that there, and also the one cool gimmick about it is impossible to notice from a distance. Oh, and also the paint on my guy's head is kind of marred, and there's like a big gray spot over his right eye. (laughs) (laughs) At least the license plate says Ravage instead of Battle Ravage. (laughs) (laughs) That's a plus. Yeah. Okay, so listener questions? Let's do listener questions. Okay, question number one. This comes from Anthony Anselmo. I guess that's his name. All right. His, his question is: What was the best or worst transform, or best and worst, 
Okay, let me start again. <laughs> what was the best and worst Transformer TV character? Hmm. I really wish I was more familiar with G1 to answer questions like this. Most of my uh, Transformers watching has been Beast Wars with a few of the other stuff. And, uh, well, it would be nice to slam Armada and stuff like that. I can't even really <laughs> call them characters to begin with. Exactly. Uh, worst character... Hmm. Wheelie, wheelie. That's the easy answer. <laughs> hmm. I don't know. There's no what? really bad characters as much as bad concepts or completely underdeveloped characters. <laughs> I mean, you could probably do something okay with Wheelie considering the original concept. But they completely botched it since then. I guess I will go with Wheelie as far as... <laughs> yeah, had, had they stayed on course like they did in the Transformers movie yeah. and developed a character that way, it would have been a hell of a lot better than what they came out with in Season 3. Yep. So what about favorite? Favorite? Uh, that's just as hard. I mean, every character in Beast Wars was so well-developed. I guess I might have to say Rad Trap. I've always kind of liked him. and Although Rhinox is... Also, Rhinox is great, but he's not a particularly good character. I think I will go with Rat Trap. He's probably one of the most depthful characters. Hmm. But you didn't like his turn there in Beast Machines? I think that Beast Machines basically <laughs> screwed up his character completely. Okay, let's see. As far as my best, I'd have to go with G1 Starscream and um, Beast Wars Dinobot. I've okay. I love those two characters. As far as they the worst... characters. Yes. As far as the worst, I'm probably going to have to go with Wheelie, too. Okay. <laughs> like you said, it's the easy one, but it's the only one I can come up with. Fair enough. <laughs> okay, question number two. What is the most definitive Transformer website for information, in your opinion? This also comes from Anthony Anselmoff. <laughs> okay, I'm up. Yep. TFWire.com, people. Yes. Listen to us. Our website is the best source for information. And see, shameless self-promotion here. <laughs> That's T-F-W-I-R-E dot C-O-M. Seriously, though. Let's think. Um, I mean, there's a bunch of different places where you can get different kinds of information. Right. I guess it really all comes down to what kind of information we're talking about. Yep. I mean, if you want reviews of a toy, I'd probably have to recommend if it's an older toy... Ben Yee's site, bwtf.com. Hopefully he'll get more reviews up. I know he's kind of been accelerating how often he's been doing those, and he's definitely a good reviewer. And then the other reviewer who I think has kind of come to be known as definitive is Dave Van Domeline's site, who, I mean, he uses calipers to measure sizes on the <laughs> things. That's just nuts. Insane. He's completely bonkers when it comes to this stuff, and I really, I can really appreciate that. And then, like, information on a Transformers. TFU.info is like a closed source Wikipedia for Transformers. Yep. There's more information there than I could possibly store in my trivia sucking brain. It's an excellent website. Yep. And if you want pictures of a toy, TFKingCon is always good. Remy. And uh, Cosmic Rust I think tends to have some pretty good galleries. And there are some Japanese sites with some pretty cool galleries too. And then for news, it's a crapshoot. 
aside from tfwire.com, <laughs> which manages to catch all the week's top stories and manage to cover them in digest form for your players. But past that, you have no idea where news is going to break. All the websites seem to be pretty competent posting stuff, and by the time that one website has them, you have people cross-posting between them. Everybody's going to get the news eventually. And when it comes to tfwire.com, you know you're going to get it because <laughs> you listen to us every week. Wink, wink, nudge, that's, nudge. That's tfwire.com, people. Yep. Send okay. money. <laughs> okay, next question. Sure. Okay, this one comes from Icon45 of transfandom.com. He asks, what is the farthest you've ever gone to pick up a, a particular Transformer? Personally, I've never done the whole huge distance for a hunt thing because gas prices blow, and <laughs> before gas prices blew, I didn't really have much transportation. So basically, just the local Toys R Us and KBs at the mall and stuff like that. And basically, all the harder ones that I've had to find, I've either been scouring through the internet or uh, traded with someone on the internet and bought it through mail. Um, the farthest I ever traveled, I think, was an hour and a half away from my house. Yeah. I picked up, um, it's WYSIWYG, the store hmm. in Ann Arbor, Michigan, WYSIWYG.com, people. I picked up, um, the G1 reissue Megatron, the original one. And the original G1 reissue? Japanese version, or? Yeah. Oh, wow. They came, they came in, like, the original G1 style box, not the book style one. Cool. Does that one have the bolts in it? Yep. It's got everything. Nice. And I also picked up Car Robot's um, Brave Maximus there. Oh, very nice. And I had to carry it around in downtown Ann Arbor in a Hello Kitty bag. <laughs> because that's what they gave me. <laughs> Excellent. Now remember, kitties, ask for a G1 Megatron reissue for Christmas, and then go down to the police station with it and point it at people. <laughs> Okay, question number four comes from Dan. Just <laughs> Dan. <laughs> Do you believe the BotCon comics from the past are fanfic or canon? Would you consider it part of the TF universe and backstory to the original continuity? Well, I don't read the comics, so... You it's kind of hard for me to answer this question. You want me to handle it? Yeah, I'll let you handle it. It's being written by guys who are the formal TF writers. Hasbro has signed off on it, and basically, they're as close to canon as you can get when it comes <laughs> to the stuff. So for the Transformers Universe comics, I do consider those canon. For the uh, Wreckers comics, I do consider those canon within the G1 Beast Wars stuff. As far as timelines goes from the most recent one, and hell, even for those, I mean... Transformers continuity is probably the most fluid, and by fluid I mean completely fucked up, <laughs> continuity of any comic book property out there. We've had so many reboots, so many different continuities, so many different versions of things happening. I mean, even when the thing had just started, there were two, three continuities. <laughs> Let me think. There's the tech specs. There's the cartoon, and there's G1 Marvel US, and there's G1 Marvel UK. <laughs> it's a crapshoot. It's a total crapshoot. And considering the BotCon comics were published by through official channels and actually have guys like Simon Furman writing them half the time, I'd say they're just as much official canon as anything else could be considered official canon. Now, which, which continuity do you like to follow? Uh... 
Mainly because I like was raised on Beast Wars when it comes to Transformers. I do like to follow the whole G1 cartoon slash Beast Wars slash <laughs> Beast Machines, which I still need to watch, continuity, slash Transformers Universe and Wreckers. I enjoyed the Universe and Wreckers comics a lot more than I've enjoyed um, reading through the old G1 comics. And Dreamwave was... Well, Dreamwave was hit or miss. I am looking forward to reading the IDW comics, though. Those look actually pretty entertaining. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of the comics, but I might pick one of those up just to check it out. Oh, the IDW stuff looks pretty good. I mean, EJ Sue's and a few of the drawings that they've posted of his, I mean, some people were skeptical at first, but he's looking to be a really good artist for this stuff. Yeah, the artwork looks pretty good. Yep. And Beast Wars looks great. I mean, Don's doing a great job. It looks like Simon Furman's doing a pretty good job of keeping stuff together. There's a 12-page preview that got posted on the IDW website uh, back on the 20th, I think. And it was actually really good. I mean, they even had Lyo Convoy show up at one point, and Big Convoy and uh, Magmatron. They've done a really good job of integrating a ton of fan stuff and still managing to keep it cohesive, and the art's great, and I'm just looking forward to the entire thing. Okay, well, that's all I got. You got anything else? Um, I got nothing. We got nothing. My mouth has motored off into the realm of babbling stupidly incoherently due to all of my... I don't even know what I was going to say there. Let's just call this a night. <laughs> okay, this is Matrix Prime. See you next week. This is R64C and 7, and hopefully we'll have D-Buster Prime and Pirated TV Pro with us. If not... We're going headhunting. <laughs> and I don't mean like recruiting. I mean we're going to find their heads, mount them on plaques, and wire them up like those weird head in the jars from Futurama. Keep them in our bedrooms and pull them out when we need to do an episode. <laughs> we used to always know where they are. Yep. What? Okay. Time for my medication? Eh, just a minute. <laughs> I guess that's it. That's it. See ya. See ya.